Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleese, and so excited to be back with you today discussing the concept of eating in moderation. What does that really mean? I know I've said it. I know you've heard it. But like, is that actually a helpful tool for us to live a healthier life? Or is it just something people throw around as sort of a catch-all for balance? So I kind of dug into what moderation really kind of can look like, how you can implement it into your life in maybe a productive and simple way, and also just a different way of looking at eating if moderation isn't really the tool in which you want to use to guide you. So I'm really excited to talk about this because what I want for you most is to have a healthy and positive relationship with your body and food, and I think that this is a mindset that has helped a lot of people. You just have to figure out how it works best for you. So I hope after this episode, you'll have a little more guidance on how moderation personally um, applies to your life. And you can kind of take that into your day to day so that you make healthy choices, but also happy choices and enjoy all different types of food. So that is what today's episode is really going to dig into. And I am feeling just so awesome and worthy this week. I have gotten a few new clients who are just amazing women that I'm so excited to work with. My fast is over, so I now get to drink wine and eat dairy. But on top of that, and I have, mind you, last night we had an amazing dinner at a restaurant in LA called Jelena, and we indulged and enjoyed ourselves, and it was beautiful and wonderful. But I've also deeply enjoyed paying attention to how my body responds to adding these things back in. I just, I phoned it in for a really long time. And I think I let myself believe that because I was dieting, I cared about my body and I cared about what I put in it. But I was so disconnected from what my body actually was telling me. I had no clue. And it's been really cool to feel in my body and to feel the difference of what it feels like to not have certain foods in my life and then to add them back in. And that kind of will come up a little bit in this episode around moderation because I think sometimes you don't really know how you're eating or the quantities in which you're eating until you're sort of faced to look at it or remove it from your diet in a certain way that becomes very explorative. And that is really how the last few weeks of my fast were. And I'm continuing that mindset as I add foods back in. I'm just very curious. And that curiosity has really allowed me to connect even deeper with my body and myself and food. And I just love it. It feels really, really cool. So I am just feeling kind of worthy to take that time, ask those questions, and also create space to enjoy my pizza and enjoy my wine, but also listen to my body and find out what it really wants and needs from me too. So that is where I'm at. I hope you are having an amazing day and we'll hear a quick note about our sponsor for this episode and then we'll jump right in. So as I was trying to figure out a definition for moderation, it was actually kind of hard, which is sort of funny considering how many people throw around moderation, including myself, as just such a simple catch-all of like, oh, we'll just eat everything in moderation. Well, does that mean I can have a cookie a day? Does that mean I can have only a cookie three times a week? Does that mean I can have half a cookie? I mean, what does it mean? And to be completely upfront with you at the very beginning of this episode, there is not one straight answer. And the kind of cool part is that we all get to decide a little bit for ourselves 
what moderation can look like. But I know that that can be really scary for people because it is hard to nail down. And especially after years of dieting and restriction and not being connected with our bodies, all of a sudden I'm just supposed to intuitively understand what my body needs and eat everything within moderation. It can feel really scary to suddenly be allowed that freedom to let your body choose, especially when moderation is so loosely, if at all, defined. But you are the captain of your body and you know what you need and what you don't need. Now, will you always crave the things that you need? No. Will you have to rise above some of your inclinations to do what you need rather than what you want? Yes. And I think that's something I've been learning in this practice is like, just because I crave a burger five times a week doesn't mean that I actually need a burger five times a week or need that specific making with the fries and the bun and all the toppings, right? You can get creative, but I do think that sometimes like I've experienced on my fast, cutting out dairy. I love dairy. Does my body love dairy? No, not particularly. And as I'm adding it back in, I'm trying to pay really close attention to how I feel because even if I'm craving it, it doesn't mean I need it. And I think that one of the key things that really helps you shift your perspective on food and allows you to actually choose things within moderation is having a awareness of what you're choosing and actively participating in the process. Most of us, it's super easy to phone in and just follow a diet or do what we've always done because it's a habit or just grab what's easiest and fastest because who cares? I don't have time anyways. But then you end up where you're at right now, which feels disconnected from your body, frustrated about how you feel, not in control of your decisions. And all of that can shift just by showing up a little bit for yourself and saying, okay, This might take a little bit of effort on the front end, a little bit more focus than I've been giving it, but I know that the response of that will actually allow for a freedom that makes me feel better in the process because ignoring it and just trying to go out of habit and do what you've always done hasn't probably gotten you where you want to be. So don't you think showing up for yourself and being willing to say like, okay, I think it's important to ask some of these questions is, is a better route than continuing the way that you've always done? I think so. And that's why I think that I really wanted to discuss this is as much as we throw around moderation and as much as I'll tell you, you get to decide for yourself what that looks like. The only way that you'll be able to truly decide what that looks like for you is if you actually show up for yourself and pay attention. So I think the first place that you really need to start is essentially kind of unlearning dieting. And the two helpful things that you should start learning or relearning essentially are things we've talked about. And that's mindful eating and intuitive eating. So mindful eating is this kind of where you're paying full attention or at least adequate attention, right? Where to what you're eating and the amount that you're eating without being super distracted or just eating out of habit. 
So it means turning off the TV, putting the phone away, and really enjoying every bite. You are being mindful and present with your food. When you increase your awareness and your appreciation of the food that you eat, you gain an understanding about what foods nourish your body, about how your body responds to what's on your plate. But that's super hard to do when you got Gilmore Girls going on and you're trying to figure out the latest drama. That's just lately what's been going on in my life over in my kitchen. But it's true. And I don't know when my body is as easily saying, hey, I'm full or hey, no, I'm not craving that. Do this instead if I'm not checked in. So when you're mindfully eating, you're enjoying food rather than rushing through it or eating it by this predetermined set of rules, which essentially puts you on this diet of restriction and binge and repeating over and over. And when you can free yourself from that, the food loses the moral meaning and you can connect with yourself on a deeper level. So that's kind of how you approach mindful eating. And I know we've talked about intuitive eating so much, so you already probably know. But just in case, intuitive eating, your body knows what it needs and its wants. So to eat intuitively, you're listening to your body's hunger signals. Are you full? Are you about to reach fullness? Are you eating when you actually feel hunger? Are, you know, when we're more in tune with our body's natural hunger cues, we're much more likely to assume or to consume the accurate or accurate appropriate, I don't really like those words, but like the right amount of food for our body in that moment without having to count calories or without having to follow a plan. But again, it takes the willingness to show up and be present. It takes the willingness to say like, okay, I'm tired of phoning it in. So you have to stop phoning it in, let go of that dieting mentality and step into more mindful eating and intuitive eating. And I think a lot of people want to do this like 80-20 rule when it comes to um, moderation. And it's an easy catch-all, but ultimately it's just another rule. And how do you even measure 80-20? And then people get really fixated on like, oh, well, I've already had 20%, so I can't do that. No, I think it means trying to make most of your meals and snacks involve some high-quality nourishing foods from a variety of food groups, and then the rest just enjoying it. It's essentially one of my favorite food philosophies, which is the add-in and crowd-out philosophy. By adding in veggies to multiple meals a day, you're crowding out other things that you're also eating. It doesn't mean that you're not eating the pizza. It just means that instead of four slices, you might have a salad and two slices. So you're always balancing you know, your meals with some sort of nutrient that is nourishing your body. So I think that if you can look at each meal as this whole picture or each day as this whole picture, you get a better understanding of, am I really eating anything in moderation or am I just eating whatever, whenever, and just kind of phoning it in? I don't know the why I keep using that. That is just like the phrase of the day. But you're just checked out. And it's easy to get checked out because that's what we've been taught. We've been taught that we're not smart enough to know what to eat and how to eat. But it's just not true. You are. And you can eat within moderation and feel really good. But you have to be intentional. You have to be willing to show up for yourself. 
So how do we start to do that? How can you, what are some like tangible ways that you can start eating within moderation? Well, the first thing I think you need to avoid the labels of good and bad foods. I can say this till I'm blue in the face, but I truly deeply feel strongly about it. So that's why I keep talking about it. Food is just food. Some foods have more nutrients than others. And maybe those are the foods that will make you feel really good most of the time. But that doesn't mean that that's all you have to consume. Some foods might not have as much nutrients, but they are so dang good and they bring you so much joy that cutting them out also isn't the right response. There's no morality to food. You are not better because you had your salad and you are not worse because you got the fries. So you need to release that and realize that food is just food. And when all food is available and you can always eat a variety, then you can better make decisions based on what you want in that moment, not based on what you think you want. And that kind of goes into the next thing I think is really important is you shouldn't have a scarcity mindset when it comes to this. This diet mentality has fueled the perception that we'll miss out on something if we don't eat it when it's offered to us. And my sister and I have actually really talked about this. A couple years ago, we were out to brunch at this place that's known for their um, like pancakes and waffles and all these things. And I don't go there a ton, but I live in, I lived in Austin at the time. There was one in the town. I could easily go if I wanted to, you know, and in that moment, I didn't really want pancakes for breakfast. I got some sort of egg dish that, you know, had veggies. And then I had like a couple bites of a pancake thing that we shared. But I remember talking to my sister about it and, you know, and some of my family and them being sort of surprised, like, oh, why don't you just do it? We don't go here that often. And it's like, yeah, we don't go here that often, but I could go here anytime I wanted if I really wanted it. So I'm not going to let the fact that I don't go here super often make a decision for me when that might not be what I really want in that moment. And just be, I think a lot of us have a habit of like, I go to this place and I always get this meal. I go to this place and I always get this meal. And maybe sometimes instead of living in this habit, this habitual state and not checking in with yourself, you're not making decisions that truly align with the person that you want to be and make you feel the way that you want to feel. So step back and say, okay, if today functions in its own space, you know, what do I want in this moment? And if I really don't feel like indulging in the waffles, I'm going to have a different, you know, meal. And that's totally fine because I know that at the end of the day, I could get the waffles next time. Now, on the exact flip side, you could say, I really freaking feel like these waffles and that's what I want. Cool get that too. But I think it's really important to not have the scarcity mindset. Most of us live, I'm so sorry if you hear that bell, our little kitten Calvin is currently playing. Maybe you don't hear it at all and you think I'm crazy, but if you did, that's what that was. Um, But most of us operate in this scarcity mindset, but we live in towns where, I mean, all of food is so abundant and available and we're very lucky. So we need to stop worrying that if I don't get the ha- if I don't get to have blank today, I'll never have it again. Yes, you will. You will. So stop making decisions based out of fear and start making decisions that feel right for you and right for your body and right for your goals in that moment. 
So releasing that scarcity mindset, I think is super important. And sometimes we don't really know our habits. This was really helpful for me um, in my fast. I know I talk about it a lot. It just like really opened my eyes to a lot of things. But I think we typically need to do something that forces us to see our habits because it can be a really hard, it can be really hard to self-assess. I think I said this in last week's episode, but self-assessment is really challenging because sometimes we can be overly critical, but most of the time we really are a little unaware of our habits. We can think like, I don't actually consume that much dairy, which is what I thought. And then when I cut out dairy, I was like, wow, this was way harder than I thought. And I didn't know that until I chose to cut that out for a certain amount of time. And I was aware that I was almost in a habit of just adding it here, ordering this thing, not trying this. And over 21 days, it challenged me to do something else. And now I, I'm happy to add it back in, but I don't have to add it back in as much as I used to. And I think that you don't have to remove something from your diet. You know, I'm not a big believer in restriction um, or anything like that. But I think that if you go into something and observate with an observation mentality and a curiosity mentality, and it has nothing to do with the weight, it has nothing to do with any of it, it just has to do with how your body responds, you can learn a lot. And another way you can do that is by keeping a food journal. And the food journal, again, not in regards to create shame or judgment, not to count calories, but to show yourself what you're actually doing for real, for real. Because I think we can't change what we don't know and we can't shift what we don't know. And most of us should be eating slightly more nourishing foods and maybe more quantities. Maybe you're not eating enough food in general because you fear the weight gain, but you can't see those things unless you write it out, unless you see like, wow, That was all I ate yesterday? That's crazy. Wow, I didn't realize that I literally at 3 p.m. every single day went into my office kitchen and grabbed two handfuls of peanut M&Ms and a Diet Coke. I just honestly wasn't aware that that was my habit. You know, like until you see it on paper, and this isn't, um, I know a lot of people when I've had clients do food journals or something, it will keep them from eating something. They'll be like, oh, I didn't want to write it down. There should be no shame around what you chose to eat. Write it down and eat it, but have an awareness of like, why am I eating it right now? Is it just because I always do? Or do I really want it? You deserve to show up for yourself. And I know it might feel like I'm asking you to be really present and it seems like a lot of work. But... It is a lot of work for a short amount of time because once you've reconnected with yourself and once you kind of understand that you don't have to phone this in, that you don't have to have fear around food, that you don't have to label foods good and bad, it can be so much easier and freeing on the other side. But you got to show up and do the work first. This is just how life is, right? Most of the things that we really want or want to um, do that are good for us take some work in the beginning. And that doesn't mean that they're the wrong thing to do. It doesn't mean that there's anything bad with that. It just means it's not always easy. Our bodies are and our minds are created to kind of the path of least resistance. It just wants to be safe and comfortable. So don't take that sign of challenge as a sign of no. 
Don't think that you're not worth a little bit of that effort. And the final point I think is, you know, know your personality and know what works best for you and work with it. Your version of moderation might look a little different than mine. That's okay. I'm not much of a sweets person. One of my best friends, literally, she loves sweets so much that if I were to tell her, oh, moderation is having ice cream twice a week, she would just die. (laughs) And that's okay. So for her, moderation is having a little bit most nights of the week. And that's fine. But there are other things for me where I have moderation that she's like, oh, I only have that a couple times a month. Know what works best for you. And be okay leaning into that, even if that's not what your friend is doing. We've got to stop believing that like we can copy and paste diets and programs on everybody. What I offer for people is a guideline and then you get to imprint yourself, your personality, your goals, your dreams, your likes, your dislike in that outline and create it uniquely for you because you are unique. That is why the idea of moderation is so hard because it feels really open, but it's not. It's just what works for you. So obviously I think we can be kind of lenient with moderation and maybe we end up eating a lot of something that doesn't make us feel that good. But that only gets exposed through journaling and through awareness and through showing up for yourself. So this idea of moderation, I do like because I do think that we should make an effort to have a higher quantity of things that are really nourishing and a slightly lower quantity of things that are just like so dang good, but don't really add a lot of like health value to us. So I think understanding this concept for you personally is important. And I hope that as you release the, you know, the food labels and you release the scarcity mindset and you keep the food journal and you better understand yourself, that you will know yourself and work with it. And you'll figure out what moderation works for you. And it might change over time. And that's okay too. But at the end of the day... Food is food and you have to eat it and you're going to have to eat it for a very long time, hopefully. And so if that's the case, why don't you start now on changing that relationship so that you can feel good with what's on your plate and you can feel nourished and you can feel confident with what you're choosing and you can know that, yes, I can enjoy the cake, but I also don't need to, you know have way more if that's not what I'm feeling right now. Or I can also add the salad too. Balance. Just add in veggies. Literally one of my clients, we did a challenge and I loved what she chose for the whole month. She added veggies to two meals a day. And it surprised her how challenging it was. And it made her aware that she wasn't eating as many vegetables as she thought she was. And then it opened her up to saying, okay, like, Yeah, it was kind of challenging in the beginning, but it made me aware of a habit I want to improve. And now it's easier to add that in because it became more of a habit. So allow yourself the time to step back and learn about yourself so that you can figure out what works best for you. You can absolutely do this. You are so worth the time, the energy, and the effort. And I hope that you feel empowered to make these decisions confidently as you move forward. If you need help with food, if you need help with changing your relationship with food, I offer courses and workbooks on those things. And I would love 
to walk you through that. I would love to help you shift that relationship so that you can feel more positively about what's on your plate and feel freedom there. If this episode was helpful, obviously share it with someone that you love, rate and review wherever you're listening, and I hope that you have an amazing, amazing day and week until I talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you.